2: Okay, welcome it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, people do things in public that uh, kind of uh, don't they gross you out seriously? I mean, uh, okay, you feel a sneeze coming on. How much effort is involved in turning around, covering your nose and mouth and sneezing into the inside of your coat? I'm guessing very little energy. Okay, I have a lot less tolerance for adults who do this than I do for kids who do it. Okay, but you got to tell your kids too. You got to train them right. You just you don't sneeze over people's crackers. You just don't do it. Um, what else? There's something else I was gonna say too. Oh yes, and the 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 coughers and the hackers and the um, <laughs> the cell phone people who have the speaker on and you can hear both sides of the conversation. Drive me absolutely, absolutely crazy. I like to hear one side of the conversation and then imagine what's going on on the other side of the conversation. Now, call me a little weird, but I find that almost uh, erotic. Uh, Let's go to Neil in um, Forestville. Neil, you're on WBEN. People engaged in weird behavior. Well, or shall we say behavior that you kind of wonder if they were brought up in a barn.
1: Well, most nowadays, uh, most of the coffers and hackers are smoking weed, so I don't know if that's like a sickness.
2: Uh, no, I, I do not believe that the coffers and hackers I encountered today uh, were smoking weed. I think that's a gross characterization of weed smokers.
1: Well, I agree with you. You know, I I don't. I think you know. I'm trying to teach my kids to cover up your face and and stuff when you're when you're uh, you know about to sneeze. But I've also noticed people fart at any occasion as well. So I think I should add tutors to your list. Uh
2: okay. That's we're not talking Henry the Eighth and Henry the Seventh Tudor T U D O R. We're talking about uh, farters. Correct. Uh, okay. Well, no. I just I like I just I like to make sure that my uh, flatulence references are on the mark. Um, I would, ra- you know what? I would rather have somebody, I would rather have somebody crop dust me in a restaurant than sneeze on my food. Even though logically it makes no sense, because you might not know this, but I do, because I have studied the subject of farting a lot from a scientific perspective. Now, first of all, science has established. That women do not fart. Okay, the hotter the woman, the the less likely she is to fart. Okay, it does not apply all the way across the board. Uh, now, so that that that's been established. Even though I mean, can you imagine? I have custodians tell me all the time, Tom. Women's restrooms are worse than men's restrooms because Paulie Walnuts on The Sopranos did a whole monologue about men's restrooms. You ever notice your finger laces are wet? Why would they be wet? Because you're dragging them through urine. Now, you walk into a woman's bathroom, you can eat maple walnut ice cream out of the toilet. Eh, there's some exceptions. Um, But I've been told that Polly Walnut's analysis of the female restroom, the female public restroom, is way off. Like, there are some really super gross things that if I get into them in too much detail, I'll probably be fined by the FCC. That I am told, but getting back to it, they've actually done experiments where uh, usually it's a little boy uh, will uh, break wind over a microscopic slide. They'll put the cover slip on top of it. They'll let it grow overnight, and sure enough, gut bacteria can be seen growing in whatever medium they have placed the sample inside. So. What I'm trying to tell you is, yes, sneezing on somebody's food is, I think, kind of rude and inconsiderate. I'd rather be crop dusted because the crop dusting is it's it's a billowing cloud effect, usually painted in artistic representations as being green, um, whereas the um, whereas the sneeze is like a direct assault with a nuclear missile.
1: Yeah, covering an area like a nuclear blast. Uh,
2: yes, whereas the 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 flatulent release is more, it's more of a hit and miss uh, situation. Depends on wind currents. Depends on global warming. I had the word oh, in climate. How change. hard you
1: pull your uncle's finger?
2: How hard you pull your uncle's finger? This is this is correct. And and some people. I don't know. I don't know who did this at a function I attended over the past week, but I'm going to tell you that somebody should be extremely proud of well again, it couldn't be a woman, that's scientifically impossible. We've proven this. Uh it had to be a dude. Somebody crop-dusted a kitchen somewhere and I I literally walked into the kitchen as an innocent bystander and the first thing i thought was there has been nobody in this kitchen in at least a half hour and yet i smell the clear unmistakable aroma of skate in the air come on Tom. come schedule.
1: on the one who smelt it usually dealt it
2: no this is not true i've got witnesses i've got corroboration i i, I also was not the second I, I was also not the grassy knoll gunman uh no, I assure you I, I would I would own up to it. I, come on, how, how long have you been, how long have you been listening to me, Neil? Do you think I wouldn't be proud to call such a such a, a heritage of flame?
1: My well, apparently, own? I'm gl- I'm glad I'm just listening to you.
2: <laughs> well, I'm just I'm just saying that uh, crop dusting is I mean and then then you start asking yourself, okay, am I smelling rotting garbage? Is something wrong with the garbage disposal? And then you I know realized. You what's
1: funny, though, Tom, is, is, is you go back to the, the nit and gritty of it there. Uh, when you were talking about your cancer shows and then the woman was speaking about the smell of, uh, of the urine and how that can lead to, you know, a diagnosis of, of cancers and stuff. You didn't never know how a topic like this or, or your other topics that were uh, similar can lead to, you know, stopping somebody out. To, to what? To helping somebody out, whether it be a, by a diagnosis of cancers or, or just you know the, the disgusting nature of the body and how it reflects to your health.
2: Well, look, I, I've got I've got news for you. I, I've got I've I've got some some breaking news for you on on that front. Um, and what it well, not breaking news that makes it sound like Fox News where every story is breaking news. Um, but by the way, you ever go online and seen the video of Megyn Kelly ripping one? No. Well, okay. Since you brought the subject up, now I don't know if this was an overdub. I don't know if it was edited. But if you go online and you look up Megan Kelly fart, supposedly, and I find this very hard to believe, unless Megan Kelly is a man in real. Wouldn't that be a boot in in real life? But it, I'm telling you, um, there there are people with the ability to. And I, I'm I'm kind of envious of this because whoever let this one loose, whoever unloosed the lion in this particular kitchen, was able to do it so stealthily. It was like a World War One trench raider. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm I'm kind of. I'd be honored if that person would would at least call and claim responsibility.
1: I can just hear him. It was me, Tom.
2: Yeah, yeah. But but do you understand where I'm coming from when I talk about people sneezing? Like, okay, grown-ups sneezing. Like, I'm just, I'm so, you know what? You can hear it in my voice. I'm still aggravated today that this guy waits until he's right by our table and he sneezes facing our table when our food had just been delivered. WTF, mate.
1: That was one of the nice things about uh, um, the whole COVID restrictions and the six-feet space, and everybody seemed to be hyper-vigilant hyper, uh, hyper vigilant against uh, spreading of disease, and now it's gone back to the dark ages, I believe.
2: Uh, well, dark ages, uh, nebulous ages in the case of flatulence, but no, when you have something propelled onto your food, uh, and you know what? It was just I, – I, I couldn't be- – I, I honestly uh, – I'm not the most sensitive guy in the world, okay? I mean, I'm the guy who saw a bug crawling through his french fries and quietly asked to see the manager and showed the manager, um, yeah, french fries aren't supposed to move, are they? Yeah, well, these are moving. Let me show you why, and let's just be really discreet about this so you don't lose any customers out of this. And they were super, super cool. Obviously, they didn't charge me for it. Should have given me a freebie, but that's another story uh, for future use. But, um, you know, I'm not like the most sensitive guy in the world. Like anybody, I've had my share of hair and food. Now, you want to talk about gross things, and there's hair and there's hair. And you all know the kind of hair that you can find in food. And the only conceivable way that kind of hair, if anybody has any left, that kind of hair makes it into your food is by intent. There's no way those things are going to crawl up your belly, uh, down your arm, onto your fingers, and into the burrito. It's not going to happen.
1: Well I have a mustache.
2: Um, uh, uh, unless unless the lice carried it. <laughs> like ants like like um cutting ants with a leaf.
1: <laughs> well see, Tom, I've got a mustache right at this very point and it seems like I'm always chewing on a chunk of hair coming from my mustache and it catches every booger that flies through the nasal eye. <laughs> oh yeah,
2: dude, you gotta be yeah, uh, you gotta be careful with uh with, with mustaches. Um Yeah, you got to be really – mustaches – It's dumb.
1: It's the only time my face has ever gotten a compliment.
2: With a mustache or with boogers in the mustache?
1: Uh, The first one.
2: Okay. Well, good. Congratulations. I mean, okay, I have to ask you, what kind of a mustache is it? Have you noticed watching the NHL that the slap shot mustaches are back in vogue?
1: That's the kind the ladies want to ride, Tom.
2: <laughs> okay, I don't know what that means. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. But the the Slapshot mustaches are back in vogue. Everything comes back again. Watch Slapshot, the movie, Paul Newman, circa 1976-77. Watch that movie, and they had a certain, who was it, De- Dennis Marouk. Uh, Let me just make sure I'm I'm giving you the right reference of the Washington Capitals. Was it Dennis? That was a prototypical NHL circa 1970s mustache. I just, I have to, I have to look this up. Um, I have to, I have to look this up. Uh, Hold on here. Um, Dot, 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 dot. Okay. People should not be texting me with this stuff. Uh, Dennis Marouk. Okay. Hold on. Oh, Always got to be a typo. I can never do my fingers and talk at the same time. Ah, uh, yep, Dennis Marouk. there he is. Yep, yep, it's the fourth picture, and that mustache is coming back. Watch the NHL.
1: Well, it's entertainment for me. It uh, it, it brought a smile and a laugh to my uh, to my dying father-in-law's face. So, uh,
2: your mustache or my references to flatulence, uh, etc.
1: My mustache. Definitely your mustache.
2: Okay, well, I'm, I'm happy. Um, the only thing is, well, how how old are you, Neil?
1: Uh, I'm old enough to know better, but still dumb enough to answer. Okay. <laughs> I'll be 47 this year.
2: Okay, well, that's uh, 47 is a good age uh, for a mustache. Um, goatees. I'm sorry, the Van Dyke beard, which has nothing to do with uh, any sexual preference or description of anybody. Uh, The Van Dyke beard, um, usually misnomered as the Van Dyke, as the, uh, (laughs) if I could could talk, I'd be dangerous. If I could think, I'd be dangerous. Uh, As the goatee, um, that is, uh, I don't know if that's dying, but I have noticed more Dennis Dennis Maruk, M-A-R-U-K. Folks, if you're at home, you're by a computer, or if you're driving and you're bored, and you're on the thruway doing 80 miles an hour, just look up a picture, I'm kidding about that, look up a picture, when you get a chance safely to do it, of Dennis Maruk, M-A-R-U-K, four pictures in the Google search, you will see a 1970s mustache that every NHL hockey player wore with pride. I thank you for the call. I guess you're you're, you're done.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all right. I do enjoy it.
2: Uh, you enjoy well, I'm glad you enjoy I'm glad you enjoyed the mustache. And what we need to do, Neil, is find you a woman with a mustache that matches.
1: Um, I have a funny story about that if you got a couple minutes.
2: Uh, we're not gonna what I thought you were gonna go down before, are we?
1: No, no, I had an eyebrow hair that was growing out crazy, right? And my wife, she didn't approve of it, and uh, I, I kept it because it she didn't approve of it. So one night I woke up and then it was miraculously disappeared from my from my eyebrows and it was quite the you know it was quite noticeable, and I just you know forgot about it and uh, she had asked me a few weeks later and I knew she plucked it, and uh, she she had asked me she's like oh where's because we had named it it was it had a name called Harold, oh,
2: you named an errant eyebrow
1: hair, <laughs> well it was it was quite unique in any anyway, so she i i do believe she plucked it she won't say it to this day but weeks later she had mentioned it all coy like oh where's harold and uh she had had a small you know like whisker growing on her lip and i'm like i don't know but i think i know where he is now oh, oh okay making fun just of a like woman's
2: facial hair. i'm sorry
1: i said just like my grandma's
2: look I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that I've got all the answers when it comes to women because I sure as hell don't but I will tell you one thing that is a universal typically 99.999 uh, percent of women who identify as women get very upset about facial hair in particular when they're going through menopause which should be called womenopause. It, menopause makes no sense.
1: yeah it's it's men. Whole pause
2: yeah i mean we got it we got to we got to change the language I, I, I don't know why but i was thinking about it over the weekend probably because so many women i know are going through menopause or have been through menopause and i started to think wait a minute um if i call my situation menopause how come women are calling theirs menopause when it should be womenopause that makes more sense Makes a lot more sense. Uh, and I'm you glad got... that Harold – okay, look, um, I wish my wife would trim my ear hair late at night. Uh, she has – if I grow my hair long again, she she has threatened to snip it off, and I, I'm not so sure she's talking about the long hair. Uh, thanks very much. I uh, appreciate the uh, – Happy New Year, uh, yeah, well, hopefully you'll call again before New Year's. Uh, it is uh, Bowerly on News Radio, nine thirty, W B E N. Um, yeah, the crop dusters are. Um... <sighs> Look, I- I'm sorry. I- I'm not trying to be gratuitously disgusting here, but the uh, the crop duster, if you can crop dust and get away with it, and 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 your crop dusting uh, leaves a fingerprint of its existence for like 15 minutes I think that's something of which to be very very proud, I don't know, I'm a little bit sick, uh, like you couldn't have figured that up.
0: call from mom, answer it
1: call silenced
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game, that's why they make ordering from your couch easy
2: Cranked up the stereo last week. Yeah. Could I say stereo? Sound system. And streamed it through my phone. And yeah, I know you guys. Oh, the phone sound quality isn't that great. I agree. I totally agree. I get it. But given a choice between Beatles rooftop concert and no Beatles rooftop concert. Um, I'm going to take the Beatles rooftop concert, even if the sound isn't that great. And you know, something else too, not that you care, but look, it's, it's between Christmas and new year's. So you're going to get a lot of weird stuff on the show this week. I promise you that because it's in, I, I call this a slow talk radio week. Yeah. Watch something big will happen. Uh, I hope. Well, if it does, we're here uh, to help you get through it uh, at News Radio 930 W B E N. Uh, but anyway, so uh, the uh, Beatles song "Now and Then" ha- has kind of grown on me because when it first came out, remember we had the discussion, and I said, "Eh, it's not an A side. I don't even think it's a B side." Um, okay. I don't know about you, but I've changed my mind on the final Beatles song, and I kind of like it. And maybe it's the fact that I've had a chance to uh, listen to it more, but I kind of like it. And I only wish that, uh, well, obviously, John Lennon had been around in real life. Uh, I wish George Harrison had, had been around because uh, I'd like to know his guitar parts versus Paul McCartney's uh, guitar parts. And all I could think of was uh, typical Paul McCartney. He's got to take something that George did and think he's improving on it because he is Paul McCartney. And, you know, it's just, ugh. well, one one thing is for sure. Uh, there will not be a Beatles reunion, well, at least not on this earth. But uh, anyway, I'm sorry. I don't. I'm trying to keep this show on a high level. But um, <laughs> somebody, somebody who was where I was. <laughs> Somebody who was where I was with the crop dusting situation had the audacity to text me. I'm not going to tell you from whom this came, but uh, Tom, was it at your brother's? When I went to get my shoes in the dining room. I almost died. I thought it was you though. LOL. No. I would be proud to call that my own. Because that I'm telling you something. If you can crop dust and have it linger like a World War One mustard shell, like World War One chemical ordnance, that's something I think of which to be proud. And the fact that it's a mystery now makes it all I mean, there were only three males in that place, and uh, it was um, <laughs> it was not it was not I, and um, now I'm getting paranormal with it. See, now I'm thinking I know where everybody was when this thing would have been bo- would have been dropped when this egg would have been laid. I know where everybody was. And I've got an explanation. It's a paranormal explanation. I think, and don't laugh, I think it was my brother Billy stopping by to say hello. Because I, 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 I'm thinking of every other explanation. When you know where everybody is for 15, 20 minutes and you walk into a room and it's clear that somebody has bombarded that room with a chemical weapon of well like that they said Saddam Hussein had but he never did but people made a lot of money off the war um so when when you walk into a room and, and you smell what what you, when you smell something like that that's that that's something it's almost frankly it's almost mystical I mean, it's, it really is. It's, it's almost mystical, but, (laughs) and and I'll tell you one of the embarrassing things is, uh, okay, this is kind of like, this is kind of like family Christmas at my house. So kind of let me into the, into the scenario here, but, um, (laughs) okay. Um, I think you know what I mean. We're we're all adults here, except the host, apparently. Um, but there was one year prior <laughs> prior to Christmas Eve where I had had Indian food, and this is before I knew that I was lactose intolerant. And all I can say is it's been like 20 years. And it's still legendary <laughs> and to hear my brother talking about it. I woke up the next. <laughs> that was a bad night for them. It was a great night for me. It was a bad night for them. But this leaves the mystery of the phantom farter and the only logical explanation, my dead brother. Because believe me, it sound it smelled like death. It's it was it, it smelled like the kind of house where in Florida in July they find somebody who'd been there for about five months and there ain't nothing you're gonna do with that house except tear it down and build a new one. Okay? I I don't care how good the cleanup crew is, that smell don't that smell don't go away. Not like that. Uh, but anyway, I'm glad we could keep this show on a very high intellectual level. <laughs> and it's kind of, look, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, here I am with my junior high school mentality. There've got to be people listening in senior, senior living apartments who are thinking to themselves, yeah, that Fred down the hallway, he's like that too. He's horrible. I don't like to be around him. Um, and it was actually a joke on, uh, HBO's Deadwood between, um, Richardson and, uh, oh, my God, uh, and, and the cook uh, talking about Harry Manning's uh, flatulent problem. Uh, Harry Manning did not work out too well in the uh, in the movie, the Deadwood movie. But I don't know. I guess every family has its uh, holiday memories, and ours are clearly of a holy and sanctimonious nature. And I'm glad that you could take a walk down Soul Saving Lane with me on that front oh my goodness i'm sorry that's just plain to me it's funny it's it's funny because nobody you know there's got to be a show in this this week but i gotta be really careful how i do it because um the i was gonna say the fbi <laughs> wouldn't surprise me but uh the uh fcc will come cracking down which is again really really ridiculous but uh I mean, as long as it's kept on a high medical and intellectual plane, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do it. (laughs) I'm sorry. This show started off with me being very upset about a computer issue, and now I can't get my composure because I'm realizing that at one of the functions I attended over the weekend (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> at one of the functions I was at over the weekend, there was the, mo- <laughs> it was the most foul and pungent aroma I've ever smelled. And it I'm telling you, I everybody was in the same room for an extended period of time. We're talking 15, 20 minutes And I walk into the room, and it was like, (laughs) you ever have that feeling of walking into a wall? Okay, that's the feeling that I had. And everybody, all right, I'll I'll get off this subject in in just a moment here. But uh, everybody, um, I've I've told this story before, so I don't think I'm going to get in trouble for it this time. You guys remember the old Buffalo War Memorial Auditorium? Okay, Uh, the old odd... You would walk to your section using ramps, and there were walls between the ramps. And you'd 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 walk leaving the game. You'd walk down the ramp. You'd turn a corner. Nobody could see you. You'd turn another corner. Nobody could see you. And I will never forget. <laughs> Talk about good old family memories. You didn't see this. I'd leave it to Beaver, did you? Uh, or Ozzy and Harriet. Um, one night my father was clearly having some gastrointestinal issues. <laughs> he just says, uh, whatever you do, Tom, whatever you do, don't laugh, don't give it away. And what I heard was probably similar to the last thing the people at Nagasaki heard, all right? <laughs> I'm like, good Lord, the acoustics of those ramps, number one, did not lend themselves to uh, a an echo-free environment. Uh, so the old man, uh, he, again, clearly ate something which did not agree with him, but he did it just as we turned the corner, and then we turned another corner, and the crowd of people behind us... <laughs> The crowd of people behind us. You could hear, you could hear moans and groans. Like, every, everybody knew that somebody up ahead had cropped us at them. But nobody knew who. And my father and I are biting our lips. And we are I don't think I've ever seen my father so happy in his life. have gotten away with that. And it's it's so funny because um, you know you think of your parents as almost like these godlike mythical figures, right? but then he pulls a stunt like that and it just humanized him so much. He went up in my esteem so many notches after pulling that one off. And the whole key was keeping a straight face. And if you hear if you can hear the emotion and the laughter in my in my voice right now that i can't even contain you can imagine you know 40 50 years ago you can imagine how much funnier it was then i'm a grown man of 60 years old i should not be laughing like this over something that happened that long ago that caused people behind my father and me such horrible uh, probably life-changing misery. I mean, you know, think about these ads for the attorneys uh, on the radio and on TV. There's probably some poor guy got some horrible sickness from that, has no idea. Oh, my goodness. All right, I, I will I will compose myself. Thanks a lot, Neil from Forestville, for getting us started down that road. Um, there is a book. There is a book. And I'll leave this subject alone, but I believe that you need to be intellectually vitalized this period between Christmas and New Year's. And there is a book, it is called Who Cut the Cheese? A Cultural History of the Fart. It's a legitimate book. It's in the Library of Congress and everything. Who Cut the Cheese? I think the guy's name was Dawson who wrote it, the mere fact that I can remember that is kind of disturbing to me, but it is one of the funniest books I have ever read in my life. Out of all of the books I have given away over the past several years, that book will never, ever leave my hands. It is seriously one of the funniest things I've ever laid my eyes on. It It's at an intellectual level what John Valby is to the, perhaps, uh, uh, people who... Aren't so hoity toity, whatever. In fact, I just realized during the traffic report that's probably why they had to tear the auditorium down. Had nothing to do with it being an outdated rink from the 1930s and 40s. Had everything to do with the fact that they probably just could, they probably thought somebody died in the wall or somebody had been buried there during construction. And the irony of, of that whole story, the irony is my dad was instrumental in raising the roof of the old auditorium in Buffalo, the business for which he worked, got a contract, and uh, my father was in the erection business. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. He worked for a company, Erectors and Haulers. So I can legitimately say, without worry about being fined, My dad was in the erection business, and he helped to erect the higher walls and more orange seats in the old auditorium. And now you know the rest of the story. So kind of ironic that he raised a stink after raising the walls. Uh, But, yeah, you know, the the mystical explanation. um, Geez, I keep wanting to walk away from this topic gently, after crop-dusting you with it, uh, I keep wanting to walk away, but uh, I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There are stranger things. There is more in heaven and earth, Horatio, than is dreamt of in your philosophy. Who could possibly weave Shakespeare into this kind of a discussion? Um, But maybe it was my dead brother come back to wish us a Merry Christmas as only he could do. Now, uh, we talked about things that... uh, (laughs) <laughs> talking about things that uh, uh, you guys talked about with your family over the uh, Christmas holidays. And I, I told you about some things that kind of kind of grossed me out, okay? Uh, a kid sneezing at a restaurant. A grown-up sneezing at a restaurant. Um, a, a guy hacking his lungs out at a restaurant. How come everything involves a restaurant? Oh, I'm sorry. I don't really do a lot of cooking. That's why. And, um... It got me to thinking about the uh, conversations that you had over Christmas with the people that you love. And, you know, you put, you put some alcohol into cer- certain people, and you're going to hear them espouse theories that you didn't think any person could possibly hold. Now, you happen to know, if you're a regular listener to the show— I have no problem telling you that I absolutely, positively do not believe Lee Harvey Oswald shot President Kennedy. I think he was a patsy. He was a fall guy. It's pretty obvious based on his record. Lee Oswald was working for American intelligence. They could have told him anything on November twenty-second, sixty-three, that they were going to stop the plot, that uh, he was going to be the uh, the guy who would get credit for busting up the plot. Uh, And it's interesting that when President Kennedy was in Chicago shortly before he went to Dallas, uh, the FBI, uh, Chicago PD and the FBI, made arrests of a bunch of Cubans with missiles with sights on them. And you know who the tipster was? The CI was a guy by the name of Lee. I, I, I couldn't make this up if I wanted to. And then a Secret Service agent, the first African-American Secret Service agent on White House detail was a guy named Abraham Bolden, and he came forward with the story, and for his reward, your lovely government uh, punished him by railroading him on counterfeiting charges. He was eventually pardoned, and rightfully so, because the guy was innocent. They just wanted to shut him up, and he had a lot of light on him, so they couldn't whack him. Of course, they could have given him the Jack Ruby month-long cancer death, but uh, he was spared that. Okay, now, uh, coming up on the show, I want to talk about uh, what you guys talked about, and the weirder the better, on your Christmas Eve or Christmas Day vacation, and obviously... You know, I had I had a great time uh, being off. I really you got you've got to take PTO. You got to take time off. But there's something magical. As as much as I missed being on the radio all Christmas weekend, as much as I may have missed that, I more than made up with it uh, by having a lot of fun. Uh, at various places that had the pleasure of having me as their company. On uh, News Radio 930, WBEN. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. I, I just got a text. Hey, if that had been me, don't you think it would have been more than in one place? No. Something that, that's, something that is that good, you spread the joy on that one. You don't just leave it in one place. I rest my case. That's Exhibit A.